0: Why don't you burp next time? Someone get me Brian Anderson. Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Kat Ward, along with a special segment, Oddities with John Mallard.
1: Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Heart. Bienvenue tout You can find us on the second and last Sunday of each month on Podbean and YouTube. You can also find us on sparkradionet.org, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Podchaser, and anywhere you find fine podcasts. And don't forget, if you enjoy the show, please show your support. Tell others about us. Hit that like button, share, subscribe, and follow. Folks, I also want to let you know, I've been pretty busy lately. I've started a new podcast with my buddy and co-host, Paul James Caden. It's called The People Under the Stairs. We discuss the odd, the bizarre, spirituality, paranormal, and so much more. So far, it's a monthly show, but we may change that later on. We're still fine-tuning the show. You can find us on YouTube and Anchor. And if you'd like to send us comments to our new show, drop us an email at peoplestairs 3 at gmail.com. Hope you check it out. This episode's shout-out goes to my listeners in Germany. Thank you for your support. I greatly appreciate it so much. Much love to you all. In episode 39, my guest has been intrigued with the paranormal since his first encounter at a young age. Since then, he's been researching the paranormal to try and find answers to the unknown, such as, is there life beyond death? He has devoted his free time in investigating the paranormal not only to find answers to his questions, but in helping others who have similar experiences. His goal is to help others live without paranormal activity that is interfering in their lives. I introduce to you, founder of Paranormal Genesis, Chris Thomas, and joining Chris, Al Santariga. Hello, Chris. Hello, Al. Welcome to Paranormal Heart. I'm so happy that you're here.
0: Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having
1: us, Kat. <laughs> Thank uh, you. That's, that's awesome, Al. Um, for all you folks who are listening, Al has been on here a couple of times, and uh, he highly recommended Chris here. And um, when I have dear friends recommend other people, I best be having them on. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into it, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves, and then we'll get into uh, talking about ghosts. Chris, if you'd like to go first.
2: All right, well... My my ghost thing kind of started when I was younger. Mm. I was one of those people that star- saw things as a kid. And I, it wasn't until like four years later now that I started realizing I was attracted to the paranormal. And one thing led to another. Next thing I know, I started investigating. And um, it's like the pieces that I've been wondering along the way. have been like, filling, filling themselves in, so to speak. Oh, nice. As I was going, as I've been going along, because I mean, some of my 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 investigations and stuff I do just coincide with what's going on with me, and it just it's, it's I don't know whether that's freaky or weird, but I mean, I've learned to accept the paranormal in my world because
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's it's become a part of me, and I like doing it. And as much as I enjoy doing it, the more I keep doing it, the more I want to do it more. So. It's like going down the rabbit hole, so to speak. The mm-hmm. more you keep wanting to do it, the more you want to do it, More that That's pretty much how I am about it. I love the paranormal. Yeah, so it's funny. Kind
1: of- it, it's funny because I find when people have experiences, they either shut down or they're like us. They get into it and they want to know more information.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much how I look at it now because, I mean, the more I want to learn, the more I want to keep learning. Like, like. Mm-hmm if i could go and do more than what i know now i definitely would take advantage i would love that because if someone knows something that i don't know oh my god i want to know that information you know what i'm saying yeah. like we all should we all should be helping each other out that's the way i look at it Cause, i Tell- mean if, we, go ahead i mean if you if you know something that someone else doesn't know about and you could share that information regarding the paranormal like, that they that they don't want like um like Al actually told me a few things like working with him like um he gave me this little periscope one. We were in a cemetery and uh What was it where was, it? Where, was it? where was that cemetery? The, uh, in New York, Al
0: Yeah it was um Ooh. it was in Dutchess County. I think it was in uh East Fishkill. It was it was a slave cemetery. Mm. Yeah. And Chris had never worked with the periscope wand, and that uh, was a new instrument to him. Yeah. And uh, so I let him use mine that night, and we had amazing. He had an amazing experience with it.
2: I liked it so much, I got
1: one. <laughs> 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 I've never uh, never used one, so could you kind of walk us through, um, describe the the um, piece of equipment for the listeners, and just tell us how it's used. It's kind of like it's, it's like a sensor, mm-hmm.
2: but you hold it in your hand, and then it's got like a two lights, one one is red and one green, and when they when they break the sensor, you could see the lights change, like they they go on automatically. Like like you could you, let's just say like the ghost is like standing right next to you, mm-hmm. it'll turn it'll turn red or it'll turn green to let you know it's there. You know, it's it's pretty. It's very sensitive. I'm, I was amazed how sensitive it is because the, the, what it picks up is unbelievable because you could be in one room and something would be coming from you. You know. You just have to hold this thing out in front of you for maybe like two seconds and the lights will go off. I mean, I haven't, I've started using it since and I'm amazed because I've used it in you know, several other investigations after Al. And I just left it sitting on a table, and the lights were going off. Hmm. I was amazed. I was totally amazed by this, that that periscope. It's a neat piece of technology. Yeah, and it's not, not expensive.
1: It's not it, that expensive, really. It's not that expensive either. That's the nice. best thing about it.
2: It was like uh, was it, thirty or forty bucks.
1: Tops. Oh wow, that's nice. So it's, and it's um expensive. It's a field meter. That's what it is.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it works all <clears throat> the negative and positive ions oh. in the air, and um, I believe the red the red light is uh, is the positive ions, and the green light is the negative ions. Mm-hmm. And it has a filament that goes across from one to the other. So, depending on what kind of electromagnetic energy um, is coming in, um, depending on which side will light up. And, you know, sometimes you'll get a fluctuation of both coming in at the same time and both both sides will light up together. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but it is a very sensitive piece of equipment. Yeah.
1: Actually, I think I have, I think the team that I'm in, we actually have one and I hadn't actually realized what it was called.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If if you're holding it up, it looks like a a stick with a peace sign on it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. With with a little filament in in the middle. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: I I thought it looked like that thing Egon was holding in Ghostbusters.
0: Nice, yeah. I don't remember.
2: <laughs> you ever seen, seen Ghost? The first part of Ghostbusters was walking around. and That thing went up.
0: I don't remember. It's been too oh. long. Oh,
2: man, I love I love that movie. I'm sorry, but I, 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 yeah, I, me my too. Mom jokes, my mom jokes around. With me goes, "Would you get the uh, the." Uh, the Ghostbusters thing, and I'm like, I'm like...
1: <laughs> it's a proton pack. <laughs> yeah, I would I, wish I the proton
2: pack.
1: <laughs> so, Chris, tell us your first paranormal experience you had.
2: Uh, ooh, that's a good That's a real good question. Um, I was really young, and my father and I took us on a tour of Gillette Castle here in in, in East Hampton, Connecticut. Mm-hmm and i had to be like 10 years old tops that thinking i'm not i'm not sure exactly how old i was mm-hmm. because it, it happened so random we were in in the place taking a tour and then some woman like in 18th century dress walked by and and was pointing me which way to go and i went to my dad and like like grabbed his leg and said hey dad That lady's telling us to go that way. And I don't think he saw the lady, but I did.
1: Nice. That type of thing. (laughs) Wow.
2: Yeah. I've been wanting to go back there.
1: Did you follow where she was pointing?
2: Yeah, we ended up, because it was like the end of the tour. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't know if she was there or not. I mean, I I saw her. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he saw her, but... I saw her as clear as day. I could probably describe her in detail. That's how freaking, that's how unbelievable it was for me because to this day, I mean, I, I didn't, I thought as you get older, your sight and your sound and your senses tend to, tend to die down.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: As I've gotten older, my sight and senses have kind of perked up. Like I see stuff now that I can still can't explain. Nice. It's hap- What's happened to me then sometimes happens to me now,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that blows my mind to this day. Like I'm like I didn't think I had it. Like yeah, I thought after a certain age it it like it goes dormant, so to speak, or some kind of you build a I forget what's called like a barrier or a shield to mm-hmm. stop it. But I don't I don't think that's true because I think once it's with you when you're young. It will always be with you. You know what I'm saying? You can't really shut, You can't turn it off as like a switch. It's not that easy. I don't think so. I mean, I, realistically, I don't think you can.
0: I think perhaps no, I think some people. What, I think what you're trying to say, uh, uh, Chris, is that as we get older, we filter it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how
2: to how to word it correctly. I'm sorry. it's oh, okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people, um, when they do lose their abilities, um, I don't think it's really gone. It's just for whatever reason, um, there's a blocker there. And um, if people work at it and try and practice, kind of like a muscle. If you don't use your muscle, you know, you're going to get weaker. So um, at least that's my beliefs. So your first encounter, did that scare you or were you really intrigued? I was
2: intrigued. I kind of thought it was like, okay, what's going on here? Like, did I see that? I only saw it and he didn't and that's the part that kind of blew my mind because my father, I ask my father to this day and he, he says he didn't see the lady he hmm. didn't see her at all
1: maybe like he didn't Uf- he doesn't want UFO, to admit it
2: our UFO encounter happened like 10 years later
1: oh, tell me
2: about that I was graduating in high school and my uh my dad wanted to take us to California and Arizona for vacation, like to say, all right, this is like, this is your trip for, for graduating. And we're like, oh, this is great. And he was, he was fascinated with the meteor, the meteor crash mm. in Arizona. So we took a trip. We went from Vegas, from California to Vegas, Vegas to Arizona, and then back to California. We did like a triangle. We did like a big circle, of the whole area. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were leaving the Hoover Dam, not the Hoover Dam, but the the meteor site. And as we were driving back towards where we were staying, a car was coming our way. But it wasn't a car because as the car lights came closer to us, instead of, instead of coming closer to us, they went right up into the sky. Oh. And my mom, my brother, my father, we all saw this. And my mom was just like. Get out of here now! Like, get us out of here now! <laughs> yeah. And and me, I was just like, did I just see that? Like, I went, I was like 16 years old, 17 years old, and I'm like, who's gonna believe me when I tell this story? You know? What
1: I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. I, mean, did I you...
2: thought about writing a book because um, I, I you should. To, um, Lin- Linda Zimmerman, and she mm-hmm. writes. She writes. She writes books, and I was thinking, maybe I could find someone who could collaborate with me on a book. And helping put my stories to to paper, because I'm really not a good, I don't know, I'm really not good at typing this, I don't know, I really haven't, unless I really sit down and put my mind to it. I mean, I'm so busy, I don't have time to really do it.
1: Yeah. With what's going on. I think that would be interesting if you could put all that in the book. I'd like to, if I had the time, I would do it, I really would. So when you and, saw that UFO, do you recall if there was any sounds that came with it or any feelings? There were feelings? no
2: sounds whatsoever. We, ju- we wow. just saw the lights. Yeah. That was the part that blew our mind, the lights, because we literally thought this car was coming towards us. Mm-hmm. Like we needed to move out of the way. And before it even got anywhere near us, it was gone. And we were just like, you ever get that look in the face? We had like, look at each other like, what yeah. just happened here? What just happened, yeah. <laughs> 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 Pretty much like we all like, looked at each other. And my mom was just like, "Get us out of Get out of here now! Get out of here now!" <laughs> my mom was like the first person to like get. I know she didn't want to be around for that.
1: Yeah. But To this day, when
2: I when I tell her to tell the story, she's like, "I always try to call her up or, or talk to her and say, do you remember that time?'" And she was like, "Yeah, I was there." Like they don't. It's it's hard for my parents to. My parents are starting to warm up with this uh-huh. with me and the paranormal because they were skeptics, and. I find it hard to believe they're skeptics because after seeing that UFO, I figured they would be believers.
1: Mm-hmm. So, did you just see the lights that flew above you, or did you actually see anything too? Like, did you see a? a well, it, it I don't want to like, say craft, but
2: we didn't see the craft more or less. It mm-hmm. looked like it looked like a like a car just turned to lights and just flew away. Like the, the car wasn't there. Like the lights, it's it looked like it was coming at us like a car, like the main lights of a car. And then all of a sudden, the lights just they just broke up and went up into, into the sky. And I'm like, like did you, you know, we were we were just too surprised by what was going on to realize what was going on because we were just there to see the media. We were on vacation. Hmm. It didn't really it didn't really like. It didn't really sink into us until after.
1: Yeah, you know. Oh, can you hold that thought, Chris? Al just got disconnected, sure. so I'm just going to no, stop. I'm b- I'm oh, back. you're back. I'm okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah,
2: I'm back. <clears throat> I saw the light. I saw the lights on my phone change. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Here? <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah, Skype. eh? <laughs> so, can you describe the sound?
2: There really wasn't much sound. I didn't hear the sound. We didn't hear
1: okay. anything. I mean,
0: se, Chris. Chris, was there any missing time?
1: No. You read. You read my mind, Al. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought about that too. There was no missing time. I. I wish. I mean, that that would have been. Then, I probably would have known i had been an abducted. You know what I'm saying? We would have yeah. Abducted at that point in time, but we weren't. We were just like, just happened to be driving by, and all of a sudden this happens, like. I mean, I wish we had. I would only. Thing I wish we had was a camera. I mm-hmm. really wish we had a camera because everything's caught on camera now, and everybody has all this stuff on camera now. And I wish yeah. I could have recorded it in some way,
1: shape, or form. Well, at least for this encounter, you had your, your the rest of your family with you, so they saw it too. Not like that first encounter with the lady, where your father said he didn't see it. So that's
2: true. Yeah, they did all see that. I mean, my mom was just like. I mean, we weren't that far. From, what I thought was ironic was that meteor crash wasn't that far from Area 51. Huh. And we were we were thinking whether or not it had something to do with Area 51. Mm-hmm. Because we went, we ended up, he wanted to go to Area 51, too, and, and we go you know, farthest far as we got was to the port, like, to the fences. And he was like, I'm not going any further. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: probably I mean, would, would have been stopped anyways. <laughs> yeah. What other encounters have you had? So that's uh, uh, a ghost, a UFO. Have you seen any cryptids? No,
2: I keep missing that trip. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been invited okay. him out a bunch of times, and he's I always, you know, he always has to work. So oh, you know, it's, it's too bad. It's tough when everybody's schedules, you know. It's very hard to yeah. get everybody to be able to get together, you know, on uh, any particular date, there's always like with me. I've been we've been doing this, God, for like seven years now, and I don't think it's been one investigation where the whole team yep. has ever been together. You know, it's always been parts of or yep. a special guest invited along with you know something like that.
1: It's the same with the team that I'm with too. It's so difficult to get everybody um, together at the same time because everybody has a you know jobs, family life, whatever. And um, it's so hard to get the entire team together. It's 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 frustrating, really. But you know that's life.
0: Yeah, you know, I I, I um I accepted it early on just because of everything you said. You know, it's it's life. And yep. you have to accept that. You can't get aggravated at people for not being able to make uh, certain um, investigations or because you know things just come up. You know, things yep. happen. So.
2: Well, after the story you told me about when you went with the with the girl from Ghost Bandits, was it Ghost? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It was. After uh, you was
2: told the... me that story, I wanted to go to be honest with you because, I from what I, from what you told me that, unless you want to tell, do you want to tell the story?
0: No, no, no. This is your interview. You, you, right. talk. <laughs> you should be talking about paranormal genesis and the and the investigations that you've done, not me. Oh.
1: <laughs> Al, again, you read again, you read my mind. <laughs> I was getting to that too. <laughs> when you told me
2: that, you see, when you told me that story about the girls running scared from the freaking cryptid. That made me want to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you know, but it's, the stories <laughs> like that also make people not want to go because you know, at any given moment, you could really be in life threatening danger. So you know,
1: especially if you're running, like you got to curb that uh, that that um, that instinct to to run
0: when you see something like that. It's bred in us, that fight or flight is bred in us. It's a survival thing. And, you know, if you're not used to being in that element, Mm -hmm. you know, and you find yourself in that environment in that particular situation that's so um, awkward for you, it's you know, uncomfortable for you, that's the first thing you're going to do is Mm -hmm. turn and run, which of course is probably the worst possible thing you could do.
1: Yeah, because then the creature um, thinks, oh, game on, I'm going after that prey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah.
1: yeah. So, Chris, tell us um, about your investigation, your team, and how you started.
2: Uh, I started, I was originally with a team called Family Haunts,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they, they kind of, like, took me in under their wing and taught me everything, and we, we did a couple investigations. One was in a, at a bed and breakfast in Pennsylvania. And that was an interesting experience for really me because we all piled into the car like, like a bunch of, tort like. I, I wish I drove for one because I've never felt so <coughs> piled into a vehicle mm. like that before. <laughs> <laughs> but to like, make a long story short, I mean the, the investigation, the whole experience was just, just awesome.
0: What was the name of the place you stayed at, Chris? Oh, God, i can try to. Remember.
2: The Hubblersburg Inn. Oh, okay. In Pen in uh, Ooh. where the hell was it? Oh, I'm trying to remember where exactly where
0: it okay. was. Okay, well, we know it's in Pennsylvania. So. I know
2: it's. I don't remember the, the exact place. It's. It was right right on the border of Amish country.
0: Okay. We, hmm.
2: were, we were seeing Amish people on carts every morning, and I'm like, well, "What's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> Where are we really?
1: <laughs> so tell us about that investigation. What happened?
2: Well, we had um. Well, what happened was actually something happened to me before we even investigated, hmm. which kind of to this day freaks me out because I was smoking at the time, and I was like a big. I was. I. I was. I. I was a skeptic. I'm not gonna lie. I was a major skeptic when I started. Like I was. A, I took it from a skeptic point of view, <laughs> and we, before the investigation, we all went out to eat, and we were with the team, and the team that was with us, like, I, I had a beer with my lunch, and the guy was like, you can't be drinking, we're going on an investigation, you can't be drinking, and I'm like, I'm like I never understood that whole not drinking an investigation thing, but I had the beer, I went back, and they were supposed to do separate interviews before the investigation. Because my friend at the time, the guy I was working with at the time, wanted to be on TV, and he wanted to record every minute of it. So mm-hmm. he was recording every minute of it. I chose to go back to the, the hotel, and I wanted to relax a little bit. Because while they were doing all this, I wanted to relax. So I get back to the hotel, and I had these like ski pants I brought with me. I threw, when I got there, I threw them on the chair. I, just, I didn't care. I was like, all right, let me relax. Let me try to relax. When I left for lunch, they were on. when I came back for lunch that day, before I went to lunch, they were on the chair. When I came mm-hmm. back for lunch, they were on the chair. And I came back to my room, and I'm like, all right, what happened here? Where did they go? So I proceeded to look through all the room, and come to find out, they were perfectly folded
1: nice and neat
2: underneath the bed I was sleeping on.
1: Underneath the bed? That's a strange place to have it. Huh. Now, this freaked
2: me out. Hmm. scared the crap out of me. So, I went downstairs and I interviewed everybody. I never got a chance to sleep. <clears throat> I never got a chance to relax. I interviewed the entire staff. I'm like, who was, in the, hmm. was in the room? Who was in the room? Who was in the room? I went right to the boss, right to the owner of the place. <laughs> who was in the room? So, the team is on their way back. I'm outside smoking three maybe four cigarettes at a time. Cause <laughs> I was just like, okay, what's going on here? Like I totally was like freaking out. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell is going on? And then one of the psychics on our team was finally telling me at the end, like this was either before the investigation or after the investigation or during, cause we started the investigation at that point in time mm-hmm. after I was smoking and everything like that. And we started to get going. Once we started to get going, I didn't find out till after the investigation that there was a slave girl or a, a slave. How do I say that? Like a like a maid, mm-hmm. a ghost maid, more or less, mm-hmm. was in the building and doing all this stuff while we were out of the room, and that's what that's the theory they told me. That they said it was like some kind of maid that came in the room and folded my parents and put her underneath the bed. Now, I don't know whether they did this to scare me or not, but they were all gone. The whole team was gone. How, if they if, if they could have done this to scare me, how, I don't know how they did it because they were all gone. They all left. Yeah. And none of them were in the room.
1: And if it would have been a housekeeper, she wouldn't have put it under the bed. She would have put it on the bed or on the chair or whatever.
2: Well, that. I'd never been so freaked in my life. I wanted to drink. I wanted to go down for another <coughs> beer. I wanted to drink as much as I possibly could, but I was like, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was a skeptic, but that night I became a believer. A believer, I like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I totally believed after that, because I'm like, I interviewed the entire staff all by myself.
1: Huh.
2: I literally walked up to everybody, and I'm like, are you in the room? Are you in the room? Excuse me, I'm sorry you. <laughs> you in the room? Like, I literally, and then, and then the, the owner of the place comes up to me. She goes, oh, it's hotel policy. We don't go in the room. Hmm. I'm like, okay. So if you weren't in the room, then who folded my pants? Yeah. <laughs> I, to, to this day, I swear to God, I've been trying to figure this out. And the, and every time I see those team members, they still make fun of me to this day. Like, Oh, your pants okay, Chris? Or did you
0: find your pants? And I'm just like, hey, Chris. Oh Chris, who 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 was the one who told you that there was a a ghost maid that does that? Was it the manager of the hotel? Yeah. Who? It was a psychic. The oh, psychic. okay.
2: Um, her name was uh, Jillian J- Jillian Hamilton, because the, t- the the team leader was a uh, Scott Scott Jillian Hamilton, and his wife was Jillian. And she's like a borderline psychic slash, I don't know how to describe it. She's kind of in between. She, like, she feels things. Because I mean, the entire investigation, she started feeling things. And in one of the rooms, we were lying on the bed. And we were letting the ghost come to us. And we would just sit there. And my hair would, like, stand on end. Like, she's like, oh, the ghost is you right now. Did that it feel like static thing.
1: cling? Is that what it, like when you said you, your hair yeah, was, like, yeah. I
2: literally saw my hair, my hair on my arm, like stand up. And I'm like, wow. Okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I guess she goes, like, she goes like, it's they're here, They're here with you. Like, cause, I mean, what we did was we tried to switch people out of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So we could get different responses. Yeah. Was there a temperature but shift I mean, as well? Well, back then we didn't have any of the devices that we have.
1: Well did so did you feel
2: around. anything? Yeah, my hair was like it was really cold on my ah. my left my right side I think it was? hmm Yeah, my right side. And you literally felt I felt the hair standing up and I'm like Okay and she she'd be like, Oh he's wherever they are, they're they're right next to you right now and I'm like they're like don't say hi to Chris. <laughs> I mean I I actually at that point in time I because I was actually the only thing I had at the time was an SP7 sphere box,
1: mm-hmm.
2: an Oculus 3, and I forget what else I had. I was I was in my infancy. I was just starting to get into this,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I barely got anything through the SP7, and I wasn't getting anything through the Oculus 3. Really wasn't giving me any responses either. But we were just like. We're going in a different room, trying to get responses, and that main room right there was like the main room where we got a lot, of, a lot of responses. Hmm. A lot.
1: What other responses did you get, other than your arm, like the the hair standing up?
2: Well, supposedly <clears> at <throat> this at this hotel, I mean at this hotel, there was a rumor that the uh, a drink would move across the bar on its own. So we eventually made our way, way down to the bar, and while this was happening, some, the phone rang. And one of the girls that worked there answered the phone, and some weird voice came through, and she flipped out. So we're just like, all right, what just happened here? Like, is that the ghost? Mm. Is that one of the friends messing with her? We, did, we couldn't figure out what it was, because at that point in time... We were, like, ready to shut the investigation down because we couldn't figure out what was going on after
0: that. Like,
2: I don't know whether the activity stopped or we just decided to cut it off.
0: Chris, did you guys have any EMF meters with you at the time to, to check any reg, um, meter reg, uh, readings?
2: No, we didn't. I didn't, ha- I didn't have... I had, like, a... I had a millimeter, but I didn't know how to use it. I was still, like... <laughs> I was still, like I said, I was still an amateur back then. I, the yeah. only thing I tried to use, I, I knew how to use was the SP-7 and the Obelis. So I barely used the ML. So it was, it was, we didn't really use much equipment. We were, it was more hands-on.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And
0: So it was more old school style. Yes. Okay. We were just That's leaving,
2: cool. our, we were just leaving the recorders running and
0: Hopefully Did you get any EVPs?
2: Uh, I don't know because, to to my knowledge, there's still review. The only thing we had were video cameras in each room, and they're still review. They still were reviewing the evidence. Mm. So I don't know
1: they needed someone to do it. That's tedious going thing. over the evidence. <laughs> yes, you don't just go over it once or twice. You got to go over it several times.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kinda it was kinda weird because all we were going on was the video footage. Mm-hmm. We didn't pick up anything on I, I didn't pick up anything on the Oculus or the S P seven. And my Mel my Mel meter I didn't really understand how to use it. I didn't you know I didn't know what I knew now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I knew what I knew then and now, like I would have been better at it because
1: we all have to start off well, someplace. We all, we all get it. We all
0: yeah. get better with experience. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: The yeah. more <laughs> The more you, the more you do this, the better you get at it. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. That's like I remember no, one. You... Go ahead, Al. I'm sorry, Cat. No, no. Yeah, no, Okay, Pam. Okay. No, I was going to say, I remember one investigation we had, um, I had just purchased um, a motion sensor and we put it in one area of the basement and we all walked away and it kept going off. Well, hindsight now, we didn't have any cameras set up with the motion sensor and we should have <laughs> because maybe we would have been able, able to pick up something on the camera, but it was the first time that we had used it and we never even thought. So now whenever we go out and we have motion sensors, we have the camera set up with it as well. So it was just all learning.
0: And you know what else you should do, Kat? Whenever you have a camera going, a video camera going, mm-hmm. um, you should also have an e, uh, um, a digital voice recorder going as well. Because the digital voice recorder will be set up at a different frequency than the camera's microphone. Mm-hmm. So you may pick something up on the digital voice recorder that you won't capture on the camera's microphone.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. have to remember that. Yeah yeah so chris tell us about the team that you started and uh, some of the investigations you've been on uh
2: that was um the team was called family haunts out mm-hmm. of ansonia and i kind of was learning from them
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that was like our first major investigation because before that we were we were walking cemeteries yeah they, they the first the second the first investigation they took me on was the Ansonia Cemetery. And
1: is that is that the team that you're with now? No, I'm not with the team. Well, I, I'm with. They call me when they want. They need me. Ah, okay. I misunderstood. I thought you had started a team. Okay, gotcha.
0: <laughs> tell us, I'm, Chris. Tell her the name of your team.
2: My team is called Paranormal Genesis.
1: Okay.
0: But
2: right now, though, I don't really have much of a team. I'm kind of rogue.
0: Mm-hmm. Chris is like an independent contractor. You uh-huh. know what I mean? so <laughs> yeah. So he'll come, he'll come out with other teams and he'll invite other investigators out nice. with him. Yeah. It's like a a network of uh friends, you yeah. know. Yeah. And that's that's basically how he's been doing it. Okay, Chris Teller tell about some of your cemetery stories or that one with the on oh, your uh, f- um, thermal imager, that ghost you captured on that, that was pretty great evidence, Ooh. that one.
2: That thermal imaging camera, that, that was that was probably the best investment I think I ever made. I is that so the FLIR,
1: that. or is that something else? Yeah, I, I bought yeah. a FLIR. I have a FLIR, mm-hmm. uh, the, the um, TG
2: 165. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love this thing. Yeah. I, swear to god. I, I love it. I, I, I'm so glad I bought it. I, I mean, well what happened was I went to a Paracon about a year or two ago and I met with Dustin Perry. Hmm. And Dustin Perry told me something very interesting. He goes he goes he goes, if you like ghost hunting, he goes he goes, buy the equipment and go. So I kinda took that under advice and which kinda led me more rogue, because I started buying the equipment and go because he kind of like said he, said, he said, he goes, if you really like this and you really want to do it, invest the time and do it. And it was the <laughs> best advice he ever gave me because that's how I am now. I'm like, if I want to go investigate, I grab what I want, I grab what I want to take with me, and I just take you with me and I go. I mean, it's, it's to me, I, I mean, going, being rogue, it's all that bad because you get to learn from someone else and you get you get to interact with other people. I mean, to me, I mean, me and Al have done on some. I mean, one of the. Oh, yeah! I forgot about the You were leaning towards the, the Ghost Magnus with a twist trip I did, with the thermal. I'm yeah. sorry, I, I got I lost track here. It's okay. Explaining the story. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> we went to this man. I, I was with Ghost Mangers with a twist. That's actually how I met Al. We were doing a meeting in New York at Fishkill. And they did, they had an investigation called at the, um, at a mansion called Ventfort of the gilded ages, which is, is a, a mansion in, in Lennox mass. And come to find out, it was also where they filmed the cider house rules. Oh, really? Yep. And I didn't believe that was part of it until I actually saw the cider house rules. And I actually was watching, I, I have, um, Showtime or what's it called, Stars or whatever, and Society House Rules came on one day, and I just happened to be watching. It. And when I saw the building on Cider House Rules, I was just like, "No way!" It just like I couldn't believe it. Like I've been there. Like,
1: mm-hmm. it's
2: a beautiful one, building. It's oh, it's, if you ever get a chance to look it up and, and check it out, it's definitely worth looking into and checking out because it's a neat, it's a neat place. And that night, we all split up into groups with ghost magnets, and we all started ghost hunting in certain areas. And I was by myself with a group, and I just started walking through the pictures with my thermal, and I just started taking pictures. I just started taking pictures, and one of the rooms was called the chapel. And that's how I caught the picture. I was... There was like a in the room. There was a chair in the center of the room, and windows, and and it was dark. I couldn't see anything because I broke away from the group Mm
1: -hmm.
2: to take the pictures. Before I went back to the next room to go investigating, I reviewed my pictures through thermal through the through the floor, and I caught a woman in 18th century dress passing through the room. When I was taking that picture, and I have the picture, like it's so this it, it's kind of like I kind of like I use it as a selling point because I mean, if people want to like know what I do, I pretty much pull that picture up mm-hmm. and I show them this picture, and they're like, "Wow!" Like I'm like, "Can you see it?" And you literally can see her standing in front of the chair, like in eight, it was like the 18th century dressed. Yeah. Period dress, and during this investigation, I went down to the tour guide, and I reviewed the thermal, and I showed them the picture. And they're like, they told me that that room was called the chapel, and the ghost was supposedly frequent that room. Nice. And just, just my luck, I just happened to be in there taking a picture. You know, I'm like, you know, I was like, wow, like that's awesome. They're like, they're like, you caught her, you caught her. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't remember the woman. I don't, they didn't tell me her name or whatever. Yeah. They didn't tell me the history of the house but they were like they were totally amazed
0: by what I caught that night
1: you're very lucky and I've I can, never
0: I I could valid, validate that photograph too cat I've seen that photograph it's it's clear as day it's a woman in 18th century um Garb walking mm-hmm. past the, like a dining room table. You know, it's not somebody, people have questioned it, it being somebody outside the window walking by mm-hmm. or this, that, or the other thing trying to debunk it. No, it's what it is. What you see is what it is. Absolutely.
1: I'd be very interested to see that photo.
0: Send it to her, Chris. I can
2: send it to you.
1: Yes. I'd <laughs> appreciate that. Thank you. You're very lucky. Cause I've never picked anything up on my Fleur. Not yet. <laughs>
2: Well, ever since I got that picture, I've been trying to take it out again and see if I could catch, get more evidence with it because I'm I'm amazed by what I what it does. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's kept. Def- I never thought that spending three hundred bucks on a on a three hundred four hundred bucks on a floor would be worth it. But yeah, holy cow! Like, I'm glad I did. Like, <laughs> I'm totally wow. glad I did. I'm like, I've become I've become, become like a tech guy now. I'm like. I love the tech. Yeah. The more I keep playing with this stuff, the more I want to play with it. You know, <laughs> use more of it.
1: Do you, use, do you also use more of the old school? Like, I know some people use compasses or things like that. Do you use anything like that I've as well?
2: Under, honestly, I don't. I wish someone could explain me the whole compass thing because I actually saw that episode. There was an episode of Ghost of Shepherdstown mm-hmm. where Nick was using the pendulum, Nick <clears> was using the compass. And the girl was using the pendulum. And I do not understand the whole compass pendulum thing. I mean, if someone could explain that to me. I have a compass. I bought one. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how I can use that to, to ghost hunt. And I think, out of anything, I've got more responses, I think, from the pendulum than I did the compass. Oh, really? I have yeah. a
1: compass someplace, but I don't know where it is. I've been trying to find it, but I've moved several times over the past few years, and um, uh, I, it's in a box someplace. But.
2: I keep mine in my car because sometimes I feel like if I'm lost or something like that, or my car mm-hmm. breaks down, mm-hmm. I have a compass with me just in case. Good idea. So yeah. Find my way home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Did you get any other evidence that night, other than the photo on the uh, thermal thermal imaging?
2: That was the only evidence I caught.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and actually, the, the guy running the place thought I thought, he thought I, this is the part that blew my mind. He thought I moved one of the statues. They had ah. dummies downstairs. Yeah. He thinks I moved one of the dummies into the room to get that picture. Hmm. And I didn't, I mean, come on, like, I'm going to carry a dummy
1: up the stairs. I'm sure somebody would have noticed.
2: <laughs> I'm sure somebody would have noticed that.
1: <laughs> It's not something you can hide. I know. What uh, other investigations have you been on? I think Al mentioned you're in. Sorry, go ahead.
2: I've been to. Um, just recently, I was at the. Uh, what the hell's it in? What's the name of that place? Um, the. It's, it's a. It's a restaurant in. Ansonia. I, I don't remember the name of it right now. It was the last place I went to.
1: Okay, tell us about it, and you might remember the name after.
2: Um, where well, is it again? In in Derby, Connecticut, Antonio Derby. Because hmm. I I'm I live in Connecticut, so it's kind of like this whole this whole state is like. It's a hotbed, yeah. Yes.
1: Seems pretty it's much insane. any movie that they make, uh, it's, it's Connecticut this, Connecticut that. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So tell us about that restaurant. Twist, twisted Vine.
2: That's what it's called. The Twisted hmm. Vine. I was, I was, this is the funny thing about that, that place. Um, when I was a kid, my mom and dad and my family went there for brunch on Easter. And I didn't know I went there on Easter because I walked in there and I'm like, this place looks familiar to me. How come, I, how come it look, looks familiar to me? And one of the, one of the waitresses and waiters that communicate with one of the ghosts was telling me that she was talking to the ghost and telling me that the ghost, ghost recognized me from really? when I was there when I was younger. That's awesome. And she said yes. And I was just like, oh, my God, you're kidding me. That's crazy. Cause I couldn't believe it. Cause I mean, I was, I had to be like 10, 11 years old when I went there. And, uh, one of the stories in that place was, uh, one of the guys burned in a fire. One of the employees got burnt in a fire mm. and I'm in there with my thermal. I'm in the spot where we were, they were giving the tour and they were showing us all the hot spots. I literally was in that spot where the fire was happening and I felt my heat, my body heat, like, increased. I don't know whether it was
1: wow. the thermal
2: or the ghost. hmm Like, I literally, like, like, I was, like, in a two seconds late. Like, but if she didn't move me out of that room, I would have been sweating. That's how hot it was in there. And I'm thinking the goat. what happened was during the tour, I think she told the ghost, like, give him a sign that you're here. Because I think we both said that. Like, can you give us a sign that you're here? And the heat in the room just, like, jumped from, like, 80 to 100.
0: Were you using your thermal imager at the time?
2: Yes, I was, but...
0: Did the temperature temperature go up on the thermal imager?
2: Nope, nothing was changing on the thermal. I only felt it on my body. Hmm. Okay. That's what I thought was kind of strange. I'm like, okay, how come it's not registering on my equipment? And what's funny was, at the end of the tour they were about to close the place and I was sitting in the corner. They have a little bar downstairs and one of the ghosts like to turn the light on. There's a little light that goes on and off there. And I put my periscope there, my ovulus, and my thermal there, like three of them there. The periscope really wasn't going off. But the ovulus, this is the part that blew my eye on about the ovulus. I left the ovulus just sitting there and I was like, all right, let me just see if I could get any answers. The people that were coming up around me, that that night, the people that passed for them were coming through my audience. So one of the one woman came up to me and said her like her daughter like committed suicide or something like that. And her daughter was coming through. Wow. And then the woman that came up to the bar to get her drink a couple of people she knew came through because they started saying the names David and Kathy or, like, it was a couple of people she knew. Mm -hmm. And when it it said David and Kathy, she looked at me and said, oh, my God, I know those people. And I'm looking at her like, they live right up the street. And I'm like, I couldn't believe what was happening because next thing I know, the obvious was coming through for them. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm like, everything they wanted to know was coming through. And I'm like, Holy sh! I mean, I got invited back to that place. I haven't been back since, but I've been wanting to go back there. You should, and
1: yeah.
0: Chris, next so, time you set the ovulus down like that, put a camera on it.
2: All right. I didn't think about that because I mean, it was unbelievable what I was. And that was my. I love the ov. That's why I like swear by the ovulus. Yeah, I like the ovulus too. A lot of people say that it's not. It's 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 not saying what it says. It's not real. Yeah, right. I I doubt that. Well,
1: the way I look at it, the way I look at it, I find the ovulus. It's it's fascinating to me because it'll say words of something that's going on at that moment. You'll ask a a particular question, and it'll come up with a with a proper word for what you just asked. It's not just random. You know, yes, it's random, but yeah, yeah. And to me, that's fascinating because in the beginning, I thought, yeah, right, this is going to work, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty uh, impressive piece of kit, I find.
2: <clears throat> I I have the four, I have the five. I want to get the newer five with the speaker on the back of it. I'm trying mm. to, get my, I'm trying to get that one too because I don't know. My new, I like the five I have now, but you can't hear, it. you can't hear it as loud. Oh, really? Which is why I've been trying to use my four. And I use my four, and I spread it on. You can hear everything, it comes through, it's perfect. The four is unbelievable to me. I mean then we, sell
0: then, sell your five and just keep the four. <laughs> <laughs> if That's the one that works best for you, and you can yes. hear it clearly. You don't need another ovulus. that's the one that works well, stay I with it.
2: Th- I was thinking about selling the five, to be honest with you because i don't I don't the five <laughs> doesn't really. But I want to get the newer 5 because I'm thinking maybe because they, they redesigned the 5 with a better speaker. Hmm. And if they redesigned the 5 with a better speaker, maybe I could get the same results as I did with the 4. That's why I was thinking about selling my 5 hmm. and getting the newer 5.
1: That sounds smart. Yeah. I think you should do it. Because cause the speaker on the newer 5
2: is the same. almost the same speaker as the 4. They finally, like, woke up because, I mean, you don't. For one thing, I don't, but my five, I, I don't understand why they put, he put Wi Fi on it. Like, why did you put Wi Fi on a five? Like, do you, how many, of all the locations you go into, do you really think they have Wi Fi
1: service in there? I don't yeah. think so. Especially if you go I mean, to a you're cemetery.
2: Walking, <laughs> yeah, or are you walking into an empty, like an abandoned building? Mm-hmm. You really think the abandoned buildings going to have Wi Fi? No. I doubt it. Like, hmm. I don't understand. I don't understand why he put the Wi-Fi on it. I don't get it.
0: Like, hey Chris, gonna... tell Kat about the cemeteries um, behind the restaurant you used to work at and the, and experiences you had there. Those those are some great stories.
2: The restaurant I used to work at.
0: You remember the Mexican restaurant? You said you used to take the break yeah. in the back. There was a uh, cemetery back there. Trying to remember if there's a cemetery.
2: I don't think there was a cemetery behind the restaurant. <laughs> 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 I think you got your your stories. It's a different story.
0: Okay. I hmm. bet.
2: It's all right. I, it's good. It's okay. I mean, I'm just trying to remember which cemetery we're talking. Do you, do you talking? Oh, oh, now I now I remember. You now I remember. You're right about the the restaurant in the store in the in the. There's, where I currently live in Southington, I used to work in a Mexican restaurant called El Sombrero.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And during my breaks, I used to walk the cemetery. The cemetery is a cemetery right behind it, and I used to walk through. So I took, would take an hour break and I would walk the cemetery. I got so used to walking in the cemetery, I would walk it all the time now. So, I'm sorry, Al, you were right, I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It, it took me a while to remember that.
1: I forget stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so what ha- what happened?
2: happened? Just recently I, I got it became like my getaway place, that cemetery. It was it became like my 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 shutdown place where I wanted to go to relax and mm-hmm. work and I wanted to clear my head. And now I was walking I just recently I was Walking in the cemetery i parked my car in there this happened maybe like two or three months ago it had to be like nine or ten in the morning i'm not sure exactly but i was walking the cemetery and i was making the turn i normally do like two laps back to my car two three laps back to my car i'm making the second lap and as i'm making the second lap i saw a woman an 18th century dress, again, passed through two of the stones. Hmm. Huh. Now, I mean, now to me, I stopped. I froze. Like, literally, I froze at that point in time. Cause I, I, and I went to look for my equipment. I think I left my equipment in the car at that point in time. I don't remember if I had it with me or not. I tried to take ever since then I tried to take him with me when I go in the cemetery now I try to mm-hmm. keep something maybe my obelisk or my thermal with me I'm in at all times But that freaked me out because I literally stopped where I was walking And I looked around and I'm like, all right, did I just see that like did I just see that like I had to I had Just take a sec- step back like wait a second. Did I just see that
1: was she transparent? Or did it look like you were actually looking at a person?
2: It looked like a real person, like, you couldn't, it didn't Hmm. look really transparent. Mm -hmm. But when I got it, when I finally walked, I continued walking and went back towards my car. Mm -hmm. I stopped by those stones to look. There was nothing there. She was gone. Like, I literally Hmm. walked through the stones to the stones that she was walking through to try to see if I could verify, all right, this is where she was at, this is where I saw her. You know, I, I didn't think about it like, and then as as I walked the place more, I started talking to the maintenance guys that the guys that that run the that clean the place.
1: Yeah, the caretakers are the yeah.
2: caretakers. Mm-hmm. And they told me that there was a woman over there that died, a kid over there named Abigail, a girl, a, a baby, like a kid, a girl. One of the guys that came in there always used to say he saw a girl talking to him named Gab- Abigail. And not, I just realized one thing as I was walking by the stone. Her stone wasn't that far away from where the stones were where the woman passed through. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right. Was it, you know, I didn't know if it was Abigail or not. So the next time I went back in there, I brought my ovulus. I brought my thermal. And the first thing I did was turn the ovulus on and I walked. I had the five at the time and I walked through. And I kept trying to see if something would talk to me. Nothing. I got nothing. Like it, it, I don't get it. Like either it was, either it was too late, or I didn't get in time, or, or that was or that moment was just the moment it was there, or I missed it. But I mean, I really wish I had the I wish I really wish I had my equipment when that happened. Mm-hmm. Because I usually what happens to me when this happens is I'm not thinking about it. Like I'm. How do I say this? How do I say that? I was, I was, I was oh
1: yeah. You have your mind on something else. And all of a yes, sudden, yes. I, try, I, mm-hmm. go, I
2: go in there to, clear, I go in there to clear my head. Yeah. I mean, I go in there to like, all right, let me just erase my mind from what I did this week so I can reboot and start all over. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what I've been doing. And then all of a sudden seeing a ghost there, I was just like, Oh shit. Oh my God. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like,
1: Have you seen wow. her again? Did you only see her the one time or have you seen her again?
2: I have, I have been trying to get back there. It's been so difficult for me to get back there. I've been trying to find a day off to do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I haven't been back since. I've been trying to go back. But I mean, with the weather, the weather around here has been so crazy. Oh, really? Yeah, one minute it's nice and sunny, and the next minute we have like a flash snowstorm. Oh, wow. It's weird. This isn't normal weather. Hmm.
0: For hey, Chris, have, have you ever gone to like a psychic or someone um, like maybe at a, at a fair or something and tell them how you constantly are seeing women in 18th period uh, clothing? What what is that? You know, now you've seen them like two or three times in your life, which is a lot. You know, for, I would imagine I've never seen one and ask them why. You always see, you know, since you were a child, seeing women in period clothing like that. Have you ever asked anybody that?
2: Well, I found out something interesting. I remember um, we spoke in Naugatuck, and I went back to those, with those two girls back to the office.
0: Yes, Darcy and yes. I feel the other one, yeah.
2: Well, they kind of answered some of those questions for me when I was at the office that night.
0: The same okay. questions
2: you're asking me now.
0: Okay.
2: What's, this? Is a part that's that's funny. Come to find out that that woman in 18th century dress mm-hmm. is a woman that haunts my parents' office. Really? And I've been, and I've been cleaning my parents' office every every once like once a week. I go down there and I clean it, and I clean it. And it's it's a it's an 18th century house that goes back to 1765, I think. And the ghost. They told me that the ghost of that house wants me to keep the house clean. Keep it clean, like get rid of all the junk, get rid of all the bad. Mm-hmm. Stuff. My dad has computers up there that date back to the eighties, and I'm telling my dad to save them, to put them in a museum. And the ghost is telling me to tell me to throw them out. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, telling my dad, keep them. You could send them to a the museum, like, but the ghost. To, to make a long story short, the ghost that I, the woman I've been seeing, has to do with the house.
0: Now, in that your house. father's, your father's house in in Nagatok, uh, did you see a woman in period clothes there as well? Yes, I did. So that makes four.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, the can only
1: There's a link okay. with you and I, her I, somehow. I, 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 yeah.
0: There's there's a lot of thread there between the between the four of you. <laughs>
2: I forgot to tell you the story about the time I was what happened was a, a while back my dad t, my, my my friend Tim and I investigate that house and we were talking we were the main the main thing of the house is uh, is slate mm. and my and my friend Tim was like you might want to replace that slate someone's going to fall on her. so my dad and I decided to spend the money and replace the slate so we were actually doing this one day while we were there, and we were, So he's like, he's like, Christopher, go get the water in the back, so we can mix the cement, and 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 make the cement, so we can lay the slate down. I'm going back to get the water. This is my first trip back. First trip. Wait, it had to be like three times. I went back to get the water. Either my first trip or my second trip to get the water. I saw the woman in Perry dress walk. On the opposite side of me, and I was just like, "Oh shit! Like, <laughs> do I tell, do I tell my dad this? Do I tell my mom this? Yeah. I mean, my dad. You know, who do I tell? I mean, first off, my dad was getting mad at me because I wasn't getting the water back in time to lay the cement. So he's like, "Bring me the water, Chris. Bring me the cement." And I'm like, "But I just saw a ghost! Like, what do you want me to do?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, that every freaked
2: t- me out because. That happened. That happened in the during the day.
1: Now, every time you see this woman, is it the same woman? Yes. The same yeah, there woman. definitely is a link between her and you. Have you ever tried to look into seeing who she is and why she shows herself to you so often? And at various places that's the, too.
2: That's what the. That's what the girls. We there were two. Um. When I went to the house to investigate, I. We were, we, were, we were doing public speaking. Al and I were doing public speaking in Augusta. Mm-hmm. And we were talking. We were, I was doing it was my first time public speaking. And I was nervous wrecked. And after that, my friend, Tim, my, my friend Tim, Timothy Dalton, who's another investigator I investigate with, was supposed to meet me at, at my parents' office that night because we I went back with these two witches. Kind of, They're wicked girls. Mm-hmm. I, they, they said they were witches. I don't know because they were just coming back from Salem. What's that called? What's that thing with Salem?
0: Salem witch trials. Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were doing. There was the anniversary of the Salem witch trials. Yeah, ah. it was a
2: big, crazy Salem thing going on, and they were on, They were just happen to be there at the same time. But when, when I went to the office with them, they they confirmed to me everything about that woman. Without <laughs> me even turning my devices on, I had nothing. None of my equipment on. I had nothing on. They're like. They're like she's contacting you for a reason, she mm-hmm. goes, because you you clean the house, you clean the building, and the message was that I gotta maintain the building. Mm-hmm. So ever since then I haven't seen her. Huh? Ever since they told me that I have not seen her.
1: That's
0: interesting. Yeah, Stop. There's more here than meets the eye though. We got to get you, we got to get you sit down with a psychic and um, discuss these, these threads between um, these four women in period clothing that you've been seeing since you were a child mm-hmm. to this day. Something is,
1: There's someone's yeah. trying
0: to get a message through to you, you know, and you're not, I don't think you're, you're quite grasping it, you know.
1: Maybe it's a guardian. I, I don't know. But I definitely feel like there's a lot more to it than, uh, than what those two ladies told you.
0: Yeah, and it's funny you said that, cat, because that was the vibe I got as well. Yeah. She was, yeah, like it's a protector. And mm-hmm. I'm not psychic, well, funny, any stretch of imagination. But. It's
2: funny you guys mentioned that because when I was first investigating with the team in Ansonia, because we went to a cemetery in Ansonia, and they told me that, the, that my great-grandmother on my dad's side is my guardian angel hmm now i thought to be perfectly honest with you that i think that that woman is her it's possible yes do
0: you have any pictures of your grandmother your great great grandmother
2: i was gonna ask that yeah she she never she never looked like that i mean i have to look i'd have to look at i'd have to look at (sighs) pictures of her when she was younger because I've never seen her in
0: period dress, mm. hmm. maybe it's not her then yeah, Wearing someone else maybe it's someone older than her.
1: I don't feel a, it's it's a her family but...
0: family related, you know yeah. They still have to be part of your family heritage, but uh, somewhat further down the line
2: It could be someone
1: before her yep. yeah yeah i'm not, I'm not aware of I definitely feel it's a family member,
0: but um yeah, this is definitely interesting, yeah, absolutely. yeah.
1: You really, if if you decide to um, consult a psychic and you get some information, I hope you uh, message me and let me know because this is really intriguing. I, I need to know more.
0: <laughs> yeah, my brain is scrambling right now. So right, what came up with? To find
2: out more about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> what I don't get though is if I've <clears throat> seen this woman so much, how come I don't see her in my apartment? How come I don't see her in my daily life? Mm-hmm. Like th- this is a thing that kind of bothers. That's kind of intriguing me now. Is right now what I do is I work third shift for Amazon and I'm hmm. I would I would all right is what I got to do is I got to scan the packages in mm-hmm. and I got to put them into the bags. Now I'm scanning the packages in and the last package I put in the bag before I put the last package in the bag keeps falling out of the bag. hmm. So I'm thinking there's someone behind me knocking these bags out of the packages saying, Hey, I'm here. I'm still here like mm-hmm. cuz every time I do that at work every single time I do that at work a package always falls out of the bag
0: You're missing something. Yeah. You're missing something. You know, look, our lives are hectic. So you and think they're busy. trying to tell me something? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're missing something. Yeah.
1: I don't know what, what it is. I don't, is. Know, I don't yeah. know
2: what it is either.
1: Now, all the times you've seen her, can you think of anything That was similar, that happened at the moment with every time you've seen her. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I'm trying to see if there's any similarities as to each time.
0: The threat threat I'm seeing, Kat, is every time he's seen her, he's been in a a very old haunted location. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's always been a late uh, 17th century, 16th century, 18th century home or place of business where you would see somebody in that period so she even the woman at the cemetery you know oh, did you find abigail stone and did you look and see what year she died
2: i did actually I did. and
0: do you remember what the year was
2: no i don't
0: do you remember like, what okay it was
2: like 1760 there
0: you go there you go yeah thread There's the thread, the thread.
1: Yeah. hmm but where does that lead this is very I intriguing
0: yeah, I don't know where it leads, but I'm, that's the common thread. That's the thread.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh, well, maybe maybe good ghost women just like me.
1: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe you're reincarnated too from someone that she used to know. I I don't know. Oh. I like that. That's uh That's good. No, that's
0: funny. Yeah, that's funny.
1: Hmm. Well, gents, we're at the end. Do you have any final thoughts?
0: Right. Um, I, I'm good. I'm yeah. the, like I said, I'm just here for moral support.
1: <laughs> and you, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Chris, do you yeah, have, you have anything else? to? Yes.
0: Just, just to mention, um, the, the gentleman that Chris keeps talking about, Timothy Dalton, mm-hmm. he's from Ghost Prowler. Okay. And um I sent you his contact info as well. You'll yep. see it on your on your list when you go Yeah, you sent through. me a
1: whole bunch of people.
0: <laughs> like 30 people I know.
1: <laughs> wow, you're amazing. Thank you. So, Chris, do you have any final thoughts yeah. you'd like to like to add?
0: Well,
2: for one thing I'd like to say if you if you really are into this and you really like it, keep keep like don't don't give up on it. Keep mm-hmm. going. That's the best advice I could give somebody. Don't give up on it. Like, like you, you guys have brought up a real good question. Like, how do I know what this means? I don't know what it means.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, maybe I should start looking into it.
1: I think know? you should. Hmm.
0: Yeah, very, very I intriguing. I think you did. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Inquiring First, minds want to know. <laughs> do you have
0: a website or a yes, Facebook have page like, you want um, to talk to, um, tell Kath about?
2: Mm-hmm. www.paranormalgenesis.com mm-hmm. and it's got a it's got a, a short bio about me in there it's got my my link to my uh my facebook page okay my blog and then it has some of my evidence in there and some oh, nice. of it is from from the office
1: mm-hmm.
2: i actually i sh- didn't get a chance to tell you about the ring doorbell oh tell us about that <laughs>
0: Dollar, yeah,
2: go ahead. My dad and I just installed the ring doorbell at that office because we, we wanted to like monitor what was going on. Mm-hmm. And not more than two days after we got the doorbell, we were seeing orbs on the doorbell. Huh? And those, the video of those orbs are on my on my website at www.energogenesis.com. <laughs> I'm gonna check
1: and, and that, that out.
0: He's got a great video of the orbs oh my god you've got to check it out yeah i'm these definitely going to check is it out not dust this is not um moisture you have to see these orbs mind-boggling hmm.
1: that's interesting yeah definitely going to check it out and i'll also when the episode gets released i'll be adding the links in the show notes so people can just click on it and take them right to where they can find you
2: do you want me to send you that picture yes well? please
1: yes okay Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so very much, Chris, for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Al, for recommending him. This was amazing.
0: That's my pleasure, Kat. Kat. You're a sweetheart. Anything for you.
1: Thank you. You guys take care. Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.
0: Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to purpleplanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants.